0: Hello there, how's it going? And welcome to another Film podcast with Ben and Jacob. I'm Jacob, he's Ben, and we have got a massive podcast lined up for you today. Honestly, it's so, so big. Would you say this is the biggest podcast we've done?
1: Yeah, this is the most time I'm thinking about timings.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're stressed that we're, because we do it on Zoom, we're stressed we're going to run out of time and have to, like, do it in two takes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's stressful, but hopefully it won't happen, and hopefully, even if it does, you won't notice. Coming up on today's podcast, we are going to be reviewing Greyhound. We're also going to be reviewing Dark Season 3, uh, The Old Guard, which is a brand new Netflix film, Mrs. America, plus Binge of the Week is back, and Ben and I have some very strange Binge of the Week choices, don't we, Ben?
1: Yeah, I think they're great. I like both our picks.
0: You like mine, don't you? Yeah, no, yours, is a Do great... you like
1: yours is a great hangover <laughs> show.
0: <laughs> yeah, you watch it when you're hungover. So we've got all that and loads, loads more coming up for you today. Cue the music that we still don't have. Um, we're actually starting the podcast a little bit differently. We're going to start by just quickly rounding up all the news this week from the world of film and TV. Uh, ben, would you like to say a little bit more on how we're doing it?
1: Yeah, so um, we both see news stories and think, oh, we should talk about that. But we like to doing... Ben,
0: like, can we talk about this? And you just go, get...
1: Yeah, so we've kind of thought... Well, lots of these stuff deserve to be talked about in massive long articles and 40-minute videos, but we don't have time to do that, so me and Jacob no. go react to some headlines in as few words as possible.
0: Oh, really? You're actually going to put me on a proper word limit?
1: Not like a word limit, but it's going to be like one sentence.
0: Okay, so I can't go on and on. Yeah. I'll be brief. 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 There we go. Okay. Oh, had to get started then. I'm feeling the pressure. So Star Wars have announced a new animated series called Bad Batch. Uh, the Bad Batch characters first appeared uh, in the brand new season seven of Clone Wars. This is very exciting because it means for once a new show is coming to Disney Plus, which is needed, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but it's coming in 2021. So
0: so we do have a little while to wait, but it will be good. Uh, if you like Star Wars, go check out season seven of Clone Wars because that will lead nicely into this new show i mean Uh, i'm not gonna watch it so (laughs) why aren't you gonna will i be doing the review will that be one of the few reviews i get tasked to doing
1: yeah if we talk about it
0: if we're still going (laughs) (laughs) by 2021 depends if we get ads yet so if if there's anything you want to advertise let us know and we can Mm. advertise it on the week. That's basically. That's basically, it, isn't it? In other news, uh, Julia Sways has been axed from t- the Chicken Run sequel, uh, which has sparked a lot of controversy. Controversy online. I couldn't get the word out then. Yeah. Why is that so controversial?
1: Because she's been axed because her voice is too old now. But the no, chicken's really? not aged. Yeah. The chicken's yeah, not aged. Chicken, can't you? Yeah, can't the characters have just aged 20 chicken years for the Chicken Run sequel?
0: I have no idea, but that's ages, that. I'm surprised that's was mm. loud and I'm surprised they've actually told her that that's the reason. I mean, I it's the because it's too expensive, we can't afford it.
1: Well, no, I think it's more of their cheap get out card because they can't invite Mel Gibson back. who was the oh, wow. um he was like She's the in
0: Spice Girls, right?
1: No, Mel Gibson, the actor and director. Because he had several anti-Jewish rants, OP. which we're going to condemn. So he can't return for the sequel. So they have clearly thought, let's have a clean run, get rid of the whole cast and start anew. Which is a shame because I like those It could go either actors. way.
0: It could be a really positive thing, uh, that they're taking it in a new direction. Or it could be a huge shame because the first chicken run was amazing. I, I think it's fair to say. Have you watched uh, it yet? Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have. You know what? We were discussing it on a pod, and I was like, I don't think I've watched it. But I looked it up, and I have watched it. Yeah, I watched it as a kid. I just couldn't initially remember it.
1: It's not going to be the same okay. without her, though.
0: I, mean, I don't know which chicken she voices.
1: <laughs> I don't know. She was the lead chicken.
0: I Who don't remember
1: it? the names, but yeah.
0: Is it going to be someone else voicing the lead chicken, or is it going to be a yeah, different it's, lead? It's going to be the is same it, chicken. They're going to be the same chickens with different
1: else. voices.
0: Oh no! It's a joke. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, that's a bit disappointing. Um, I love how we were really trying to keep this segment brief as well.
1: And then Chicken <laughs> Run happened.
0: <laughs> Elsewhere in the news, uh, Javisa Leslie uh, is taking over the mantle of Batwoman, uh, taking over from Ruby Rose. But I think it's important to note that so Ruby Rose played Kate Kane, who takes on the mantle of Batwoman. Uh. Javisa, Leslie is going to be taking on the role of a new character who takes on the mantle of Batwoman. So, yes, she's replacing Ruby Rose, but the character she's going to be playing is different. Uh, Javisa is a member of the LGBTQ plus community, which is what Batwoman heavily focuses on. Uh, She's also the first black actress to be playing Batwoman. And with everything going on with uh, Black Lives Matter and everything, the show is expected to uh, focus heavily on that, which is really exciting. Ben's looking at me like you're not keeping this brief. I'm really sorry. I'm
1: I'm not looking at you like that. I was more thinking... What was that look for then? What?
0: What was that look for then? It
1: it wasn't even aimed at you. It was aimed at someone out my window.
0: Oh, right. Is someone walking past?
1: No. Well, I can just see some stuff happening outside my house.
0: (laughs) Are they still building?
1: Are they still building? I can't really see. It looks like they're not doing any building today.
0: That's good, because we don't want to drill in, in the back of the podcast. No. Uh, I'm actually next to my fridge today, so if you can hear us, mm, that's my fridge. <laughs> also, some really sad news this week. Uh, ben, if you'd like to say a few words...
1: Yeah, so obviously we've had the really tragic death of Naya Rivera, who was the actress behind Glee, and she was also in episodes of The Royal Family and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I mean, everyone says she was the nicest, kindest, most wonderful person, and her death has kind of been really tragic because she was only 33 and had a young four-year-old son. And I mean, like, lots of people die on a... You normally open the news and you find someone's died, and we've had a couple this week, and of course they're all tragic, but this one sticks to mind because she was so young and she had such a caring family, and it's not like we can list her achievements.
0: another Glee member as well. That's what hurts me, to lose another Glee member.
1: Yeah, I mean, that show has lost a lot of people since, and there were so many young, tragic deaths that it's really, really sad
0: really sad and our thoughts and prayers go with uh, her family and her friends and there's uh, no and way so to any- segue
1: there's no way to segue after that sad news so we just get kick on with the pod
0: we're just gonna get on with the pod let's yeah. review greyhound an apple tv original ben what did you think
1: um, well, it's got Tom Hanks in, and I'll watch anything with Tom Hanks, and it's 90 minutes long.
0: You love Tom Hanks.
1: I love Tom Hanks, and it. And I saw it was 90 minutes, it had Tom Hanks, and instantly those two facts sold me. It's about a US naval commander, Ernest Krauss, who is assigned to lead an Allied convoy across the Atlantic during World War II. Um, basically, the convoy is attacked by German u boats it's Krauss's first mission... And it ends up being one of the longest and largest and most complex battles in naval history. Except for the fact that I didn't know this till afterwards, it's all made up. It is a completely fictional story. No. Yeah, I know, which I kind of thought...
0: (laughs) Why not do it on a real story then? Yeah, that's
1: what I thought. It's based off a book, but why not have a, like, actual hero? Like, Hacksaw Ridge is a great film, because it's based off actual events. And, and I, I think just, Dunkirk as well, great Yeah, film. Dunkirk, Saving Private Ryan. All of these are based off real oh, I know events. I Brian,
0: right. Saving Ryan, Is it Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. I saw that, Wasn't, didn't like it that much.
1: But, it. like, I don't get why it's based off a novel when they could actually take someone's story. I mean, it's well-intentioned, it is compelling, and the action sequences is good, and it filled me through the 90 minutes, but it's not a perfect film.
0: But no film's perfect at
1: the end of the day. No, it's... um. No films are perfect, but it's not like a great, great film. It's, a, it's just a right. It's a so can got watch. It here
0: and it's got Tom Hanks, uh, so he's always worth a good watch. It's so the most. What are we
1: giving it? In, your, in
0: our ratings, what are we giving it?
1: Even for a Tom Hanks film, I would say it's a can watch. <laughs> and okay, nothing so Tom Hanks what, has. We're
0: giving, it a, what, we're giving it a watch if you can, are we? Yeah,
1: and that's shocking because it's Tom Hanks, and everything Tom Hanks is in is normally amazing. It's like one of his worst and films. Particularly
0: if you're particularly if you're not giving it a must-watch and you are a massive Tom Hanks <laughs> fan, then it can't be too amazing.
1: And also I'm a massive Apple TV Plus fan. If anything's on that streaming service, it's normally a tick <laughs> as well. For some reason, I I think it's because it's quite a niche and small one that I always like to support it, even though it's funded by Apple, who are huge. <laughs>
0: Moving on now to the biggest streaming service, Netflix, that has just released Dark Season 3.
1: Had you watched either of the first two? No. Out of interest. Because I had, but... Oh, really? All I watched...
0: Because you don't normally watch all of everything. You just watch bits, don't you?
1: Yeah, no, I had watched the first two seasons of Dark, and I don't think you could... This is the only thing that we've reviewed in a while like normally I do actually think you can jump in on a season 2 or season 3 without watching the first two with Dark you'll be so confused because it's one of those shows that I think people say they like in order to sound smart
0: right.
1: it's super intelligent there are so many story twists and things going on and it's quite hard to get your mind around because there are so many different characters so this plot synopsis is going to be a challenge for me Um, It was the first German original Netflix production and it's when two children go missing in a small German town its sinful past is exposed along with the double lives and fractured relationships that exist among four families as they search for the kids. The series is literally set over multiple different times. I think there's about right. four or five different timelines it does over the three seasons. It so also. That sounds a bit confusing. It is confusing. Also, in the third season, they've not just done the time travel elements, they've done the multiverse elements. So. I'm loving
0: that. I'm loving that. It's. I am. Big <laughs> Arrowverse fan here loves a bit of uh,
1: You love multi- a multiverse.
0: I love a multiverse. Love it. Which earth was it?
1: I don't know. It's not like. But they like never semi-iverse. stated any of the earths, but it's got, every episode has huge twists, the plotting is, considering how big the twists are and all of that stuff, the plotting's actually really smart like this, you know? and accurate. I feel, I feel like, like you'd like dark. Well, it's the most watched show on Netflix at the moment, and it really? in a recent poll on Rotten Tomatoes, it was found to be Netflix's most popular original show, so it is good. I just find it really, really confusing
0: so what are you giving that i reckon i'm gonna make a prediction that it's a must watch if you watch from season one but i know we are reviewing season uh three, three. so how do you think season three is as a season so i felt is i should have had one or two?
1: i felt i should have watched season one or two back and had notes for season um, yeah. three which isn't great it's never the best if you're just so struggling to get onto a show i think for the fans of it it's obviously a must watch but i'm I don't know where I stand with the show. I didn't finish it, which is rare if you've already put two seasons of effort into it. Mm. So it's a can watch. Will you go
0: back to it and finish it? Will you go back to it and finish it?
1: I don't think I will finish it, but it is one of... It's an unbelievably well-made show. So I just think I was really struggling to get my head around it when I watched it, which was the problem. Same with Greyhound, to be fair. They both look incredible and incredibly well-made. I just struggled to connect with them they were a bit like you know when you're watching something and you're going oh you're really impressive i admire it but i'm not loving it oh, yeah i felt like that's a bit of dark so it's it, it
0: sounds quite good i think i'll give it a watch what are you giving it though must watch watch if you can or run away like play. it's
1: not run right away it's a cam watch and can watch, actually okay. for lots team... of people it's a must watch we... it has some huge fans
0: it sounds really good i actually might go give that a watch. It oh, is in
1: German, too. though.
0: You're, what?
1: It is in German.
0: You're joking.
1: I'm not joking, and I know no, you I'm don't like that. subtitles.
0: Sorry. no, 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 that's too confusing. What is there subtitles?
1: Yeah, I like, I like a good subtitle.
0: <laughs> no, not doing that. Not doing that. Sorry, just that that'd be too hard. I I wouldn't be able to enjoy it. I'd have to just be reading the subtitles the whole time.
1: No. Are you yeah. a dubbo? Do you, if you're watching something with subtitles, do you use the dubbed version or the subbed
0: version? I never use, I don't even know what that means, I don't use subtitles.
1: So, if you're watching a show like a foreign show on Netflix.
0: Okay, so Arrow might have some bits in it with subtitles, for example, because some of it in foreign.
1: Yeah, but I'm not talking about that, but if you're watching like a foreign film or TV show, do you watch the whole thing with subtitles, or do you watch it where they get other actors to dub over the voices?
0: I'd go dubbing over the voice.
1: Oh, I always go subs.
0: Is that is dubbing over the voice is that an option for Dark?
1: That is an option for Dark, but I always find like the mouths are slightly out of sync and the voices, yeah, yeah I struggle with it a tiny bit. I, I find...
0: I, well, if it's an option with other actors, I, uh, I reckon I'll give Dark a watch.
1: Also, I have a really weird theory about foreign language shows. I occasionally will just turn the subtitles off. Like if, I, if I'm watching a film... Then <laughs> it
0: was hard to follow. If you're doing that, well, then, yeah. So I did have to, to follow, have the weird.
1: subtitles on for Dark. But with lots of things, <laughs> you can actually understand 90% of the story without the subtitles on.
0: Really? Like,
1: yeah, because lots of it's on the actors' performances and the score. And I always find that actually a really good film... You don't need to have the volume on, no, you don't need to have the dialogue in there to keep going. You don't need to understand what's being said. You should just be able to follow it.
0: Let's agree to disagree there. Anyway,
1: Binge of the Week.
0: (laughs) On to Binge of the Week, yes. So my pick for Binge of the Week is actually a really weird choice and you might be a little bit surprised. It's nothing superhero-y, it's nothing funny. It's actually a documentary, uh, Annal Park, uh, which is a BBC original, and it's filmed at Longleat Safari and Adventure Park in Wiltshire. Now, I've actually got an annual pass to Longleat. I, like, I like visiting Longleat, you know. It's, it's something I do in my free time. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was there. Ben's laughing. A couple of weeks ago, I was there. And I actually saw them filming it. I saw Kate Humble, who presents it, as well as Ben Fogel. But I saw Kate Humble stood in the middle of the African Reserve, surrounded by ostriches, zebra and giraffe, just filming for Animal Park. But I mean, I've always watched it. There's a couple of seasons of it on Amazon Prime. There's like a best bits on BBC iPlayer. And there's actually a new season of Animal Park coming out next month. And it's being filmed right now as we speak. So it's very recent. And yeah, it's just a nice watch uh, behind the scenes uh, on the animals at Longley. Uh, It's quite interesting. It's got highs, it's got lows it's just a nice watch Ben. as you said you watch it when you're hungover
1: yeah i mean i was wondering do you think you've watched the whole thing do you think you've watched every episode
0: i do i personally do because i like i lied on me
1: and do you think you've watched every episode twice do you like repeat your favorites
0: oh i love this show
1: (laughs) and do you watch spring watch because that's also got kate humble do you watch yeah, like spring has, watch and autumn uh, watch?
0: i just like no because i like longleat like i said i've been going since i was a kid i've actually still got an annual pass so it's just Longleat. i like really oh, so it's not
1: like animal shows yeah no i like
0: uh, i know i watch uh, other animal shows but mainly zoo animal shows mm-hmm. uh, there's like one at chester zoo secret life of the zoo there's big week of the zoo which is at yorkshire Wildlife park um i watch them but mainly zoos i've got an interest in like zoos and ma- zoo management and things of my weird quirk there that i like zoos but anyway yeah i mean i
1: I love animal park that and schindler's list are my two hungover go-to's
0: it is animal park is really good isn't it
1: do you have a hangover go-to
0: do i have a hangover show go-to yeah i normally just whack arrow on to be fair any random arrow episode Mm. and then i have it on until i fall asleep
1: yeah i think you don't want something too heavy, or oh, I find you don't want something that's either really heavy, like, I will genuinely, I might, I sometimes put Holocaust films on. Are
0: hey, you weirdo, I've called you a weirdo twice in this podcast. Yeah, you've called,
1: called me a weirdo twice it. in quite short succession, I'm getting a bit offended. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I kind of find, like, sometimes something really deep and depressing and dark kind of perks me up a bit. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, no, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah, it's yeah, not, my life's not this bad. Um, or I just no, stick it's all on right, like, it's all right. or I just stick on like Animal Park or David Attenborough or Gordon Ramsay. Oh, I love bit of David Attenborough can't
0: go wrong with a bit of David Attenborough. Uh, ben, onto your binge of the week this week. Uh, OJ Made in America. What's that?
1: Yeah, so it's the. I actually put this in last minute because I watched a couple of hours of it last night. It's the Oscar-winning documentary and. It won Best Documentary at the Oscars a few years ago. It is seven and a half hours, and all of them are available on yeah, BBC... this is
0: different to what... This is, this is a different show to what I read in the in the notes. You had some total wipeout out thing. Didn't yeah,
1: you? I changed the show this morning, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's seven and a half hours. It's on BBC iPlayer. It is, like, enthralling. It's so interesting. It's about, obviously, OJ Simpson and
0: oh is this the thing you texted me saying you were watching yeah
1: and about the trial last night and about the trial he went through in the 90s but it kind of has a more worldly take it's it really covers all bases i felt like i knew a lot about the case after watching it and it covers like his sporting career, which everyone just thinks of O.J. Simpson as like a murderer, but he was a he was a really good American football player. And it covers a bit about racism in the U.S. and how that changed throughout his life, and how he changed that. And then it obviously does get into the trial, but you just feel like you're what you understand it, and you understand why the emotions were so high in that case. And also, it works as like I love watching justice things like. Law and order court shows are just great. Um, the one thing I would say with OJ Made in America, though, is I don't think it's as bingeable as when Ryan Murphy made a TV series uh, about OJ Simpson with his first American crime series. I think that was probably the best TV series of last decade, The People vs. OJ Simpson. And OJ Made in America is still really good. I mean, it won an Oscar, but it's not that good. Like, not the best of the thing i've seen
0: so did you enjoy it though because it sounds like quite a hard watch to be honest
1: yeah i don't think like enjoy a it's the right word but it got me thinking and it is such a good documentary like really do you...
0: interesting i'd imagine
1: <clears throat> sorry i'm losing my voice a bit
0: here so I'm having, a, having a drink of water
1: <clears throat> oh <laughs> yeah i might need to go and refill my water up i'm really losing it
0: are you gonna go do you want to go fill out your water
1: yeah do you want to talk about oh, i don't even know i'll i'll limp through
0: no, no 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 we'll pause it you go get a drink and we'll be back in like one second for you thing <laughs> again Yep. do you think that worked ben yeah that worked through the power of podcasting and our lack of technology that should have worked ben did you have a nice drink
1: Yeah, I did have a nice drink. I've still got my water here. I mean, it's just a nightmare, isn't it, when you know your voice is going?
0: Yeah, so I've got a glass of water as well. I've got a glass of water and I just dropped my coaster on the floor. Sorry if you hear that, but cheers to you, Ben. Uh, Let's carry on with the pod. Uh, The Old Guard, which is a Netflix film. Ben, you watched that this week. I've heard so many good things about this film, but what did you think?
1: Oh, I loved it. I mean, Charlize Theron can sell absolutely any action movie. Um, It's about a group of mercenaries who are like centuries old and their just main superhero power is that they can heal themselves and they keep their identity secret from the other uh, outside world because then they'll try and take away their freedom and keep them chained up and all the usual superhero stuff i mean i kind of hear lots of people are on different sides of it some people are like I've seen this movie a hundred times, it's nothing new. And then other people's, which is the side I'm on, which is more like, oh, this is a really fresh take on the films. I don't like Marvel films. I find them quite samey, and that's my problem with most superhero movies. But I kind of felt this was a bit of a fresh take on the origin story, because it just threw you into the story. And it broke free of the typical moulds. You've got a group of people you're meeting at the same time, You've got some great actors in there. Charlize Theron, as I mentioned earlier, is one of the best action stars. Her work Can I in, ask,
0: you just said you don't like Marvel films. How often do you voice that opinion and how often do you get hate for that opinion?
1: I voice that opinion a lot and I get hate for that on opinion. On the website, i your film. Yep. Check on, it out. And I get hate for, for that opinion every time I voice it. <laughs> it.
0: You also. what else do you get hate for? There's something else you get hate for. Not
1: liking Star Wars.
0: Yeah, that's
1: it. Oh, and friends. And friends. <laughs> no, it's not that like I don't like the films. I like lots of the Marvel films and lots of the Star Wars films as films. I'm just not particularly into the whole franchise mould. I get excited for a film because I like the director and the writers, and then I watch the film and I like it. Not because yeah, it's You don't a...
0: like franchises. You like standalone films most of the time, don't
1: you? Yeah, and I kind of... I did like. I like Black Panther. I like Avengers Endgame. I have liked lots of those films, but I'm not gonna like something just because it's part of a franchise. And no, I'm not sorry. gonna stick out. I get
0: what you mean.
1: I'm going to like something on its own merits, and I think the old guard.
0: Personally, I think it's. I think it's easier to fall in love with the franchise and get more excited for a franchise film.
1: Yeah, I think it's easy to get more excited, but like at the same time, I have directors who I really like their work and. I like certain actresses so gina prince mm. by for Wood and charlie's veron mm. are two people who i really like and i was really right. excited to see their fresh take on the superhero genre and even though i thought the trailers looked a bit awful i think on netflix it's found a home people have liked it and i really hope we get a sequel to this film because i think it can just expand
0: it's
1: fun and the action's good and it's got the guy who played Dudley Dursley in the Harry Potter films as the bad guy. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he's a bit cartoonish, but... There's what... two
0: people that play Dudley Dursley, though, in Harry Potter. Are there? Actually... Yeah, 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 yeah. In the different one, it's later. Like, the later films, it's somebody else. You're looking at something, aren't you?
1: He? He's not in the later films, though, is he?
0: No, he is. He's in like, definitely in Half a Prince.
1: Yeah, but he's not in the later ones a huge amount. If you get what I mean.
0: I'm pretty sure they changed the actor.
1: Okay, Harry Melling played him through one, two, three, five and seven.
0: Is there someone else that plays him?
1: I'll check if someone else played him in six. This is bad podcasting, but who cares? Watch
0: me watch me get proved massively wrong here. But okay, all I'm gonna say is puberty changed him then. Because yeah. he looks completely different.
1: Yeah, but puberty kind of changed all of the actors. Yeah, Same thing happened Cal to Harry's... Neville.
0: Neville? What?
1: Yeah, because... Um, oh, Neville,
0: he looks different, yeah. Yeah,
1: he they he just had a glow-up, let's be honest.
0: I don't know, Ben. I'll take a word for it, sure.
1: Yeah, but he just lost, like, lots of the puppy fat and then became a brilliant actor, but no, only one person. He,
0: he's, done, he's done quite successful after... Uh, Harry
1: to be I fair, think. all of the ex Harry Potter people have done quite no, well. No,
0: not all of them.
1: No. Lots of them have. Mm,
0: okay, sure.
1: Depends what you call successful, but <laughs> I've quite. A... No, he hasn't. No, he has been successful. He just hasn't. Yeah, but they're not any
0: good. He's not any good in anything else but Harry Potter.
1: He's a great actor. He just does lots no, of. I know in... he's a great actor, but he i don't feel so... like
0: anything else. He's
1: he done. does so I... much interesting independent cinema. He doesn't need to go back in and do franchises and blockbusters. He just picks really interesting, art artsy films that don't get the credit they deserve and aren't widely watched. That's not him being successful.
0: Uh, he's already got a lot of money.
1: Yeah, he's already got the money from being in the biggest franchise of all time. He can just do Is whatever he wants. Is it the
0: biggest franchise of all time?
1: Well, pretty much. It's one of them. Yeah,
0: that, that and Star Wars.
1: <laughs> and the MCU, but it's definitely yeah. up there. Um, anyway... Qualified.
0: That happened last week i was listening back and i heard you got a message i do mind. it's because
1: i have to keep my um sound on to get you but... you
0: can turn that off
1: yeah but it's um
0: i used to do a radio show um using my laptop and i used to get like facetime calls halfway through the show but you can turn like the notifications off
1: yeah but i'm too lazy so and no one really Wait. notices but
0: <laughs> no no one really notices and actually and lots like, of
1: shows I... Lots of stuff has like the odd email pop through. It's normal.
0: Mm, okay, sure, I'll take your word for it. So Mrs. America, Ben, what are we giving that on the uh, is it a must-watch? Well, oh, Mrs.
1: America is definitely a must-watch. It is one of the best TV series of the year so far. If we win 2019, it would have probably racked up on up there of the last decade. But I can't <laughs> say that anymore in 2020, which is winding me up. Um, it's Kate Blanchett's first ever TV role and the show also stars Rose Brine, Uzo Aduba, Sarah Paulson, Tracy Ullman, Elizabeth Banks, among many, many others. It's full...
0: Many, many others.
1: Literally, have you seen the trailer? They just... You know how in trailers there's like starring X and Y and Z? They just list nice. them in the trailer, it's nuts. Um, the story is, it's a 1970s period piece. And it talks about the movement to get equal rights amendment, and the backlash that the women who fought for it got against Phyllis Schlaffe, who called herself the sweetheart of the silent majority. She basically stood up there and Kate Blanchett plays her and said, women have the right to be housewives and not want to be equal. Up against the iconic feminist people now quote, like Gloria Steinman, Betty Friedan, and... I didn't know a huge amount about this culture war in the 1970s because, like, we're young and we both, I don't know about you, but I always just assume women's rights, they're just a given to me now in a really selfish, I'm a dude and I think that way, but I wouldn't think of it any other way, so it's really interesting to see the fight and to see the women who physically, like, who went up against each other and debated themselves on live TV about the rights that women should have and whether like they... A,
0: like an election, like Boris and Corbyn going out on TV. And... Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: there's literally a scene that's like one of those TV debates and there's just so much nuance in the show. They could have really easily made Kate Blanchett's character a pantomime villain for fighting against mm-hmm. women's rights, but they it's an interesting conversation about how women's rights occurred and the second wave of it and movement. I found it fascinating And all nine episodes, no, yeah, all nine episodes are on BBC iPlayer. Uh, They're airing every Wednesday, two a week. So if you want to watch it in that way, you can. It's brilliant. Must watch.
0: Must watch. Um, I'm just thinking, we didn't rank the old guard. What are you giving that? Oh, the
1: old guard is also a must watch.
0: Okay, so now it is time for you to rank all four of this week's shows. Uh, Just a reminder, we had Greyhound, the Apple TV original, Dark Season 3 on Netflix. Uh, We had The Old Guard, a Netflix film, and Mrs. America on BBC iPlayer. So we had two must-watches in there and two watch-if-you-can. The question is, which one goes where? Ben, number four, moving upwards, please.
1: Wait, you want me to go from worst to best? Yeah. Okay, well, firstly, this is the best week of we, we've done. This is the first week of have actually They're enjoyed all everything. Strong. They're all strong. They're all strong. Four is dark, which I know is a hot take, but I was so confused by it, I can't put it any <laughs> higher.
0: Well, probably, like I said, you would add subtitles on. For, idiots,
1: for idiots like myself, sorry, it has to be fourth. Probably.
0: Another message you just got. Another <laughs> Yep. On to number three. What are you putting at three, Ben? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure it's a given, but it's Greyhound. Tom Hanks. Yeah.
1: He he always deserves a top three finish. He's America's father. He's three, the world's oh, father. Not great, but yeah. Anything three. he's in, I'll watch and I'll like. Um, in number two is the Old Guard because it's good, but it's it's not up. It's not one of the best of the year, which Miss America will certainly be. And when so we hit Miss December. America. If we hit December. Yeah, Miss America. Yeah. If we're still doing the podcast by December, that will probably be in the top ten T V shows of the year, so Really? Yeah, it's that good.
0: And if we are still doing the podcast by December, which I hope we are, but if you really want to ensure this podcast feature and you've got anything to advertise, let us know.
1: Yeah, I know. Also, another quicker way of doing it is tell your friends about it.
0: Oh, yeah, do that. That'd be even better. Tell your
1: friends, comment on iTunes and Spotify, wherever you're listening, because that genuinely is the quickest way for a podcast to pick up steam. Um, but we need to finish in our typical finishing way.
0: In the way of Ramsey's insult nightmares. So last week, it was my turn to try and find the best Gordon Ramsay quote of all time. My quote was, you put so much ginger in this, it's a Weasley.
1: But then, can you
0: beat that vote this week? Okay. It, I always feel so tense doing that bit, I this hate, bit.
1: this is my least favourite part of the show to do and my most favourite part of the show for you to do. So, um, you get what I mean. Picture the scene. Yeah. It's Hell's Kitchen. You have the blue chef. You have the red chef. They've both served their dish. Gordon Ramsay's trying them both. It's to see which team wins the challenge and which team has to do the forfeit. And he goes, it's a really tough decision because you're both crap.
0: That's alright.
1: I quite liked it. I still think Nemo's the best one.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I think Ginger then,
1: Nemo. Nah, Nemo. Nemo's not offensive. Oh, actually, Ginger isn't offensive either, but... (laughs)
0: Let us know what you think is the best Gordon Ramsay quote of all time. Mm. Comment down below, which, like we said, is the best way for podcasts to get big. If not, you can go and check out our website and also get in touch with the email as well. And um, tell your friends.
1: Honestly, do. tell
0: your friends about it, yes, please, please. And, and next thank week... Thank you very much for listening. It has been an absolute honour. Next week, the classic movie watch. This is what you are going to say, isn't it? Yeah, you? this is what I was going to say. <laughs> The classic movie watch next week is Wedding Crashers. So I haven't watched it yet, Ben. I don't think you have.
1: I haven't re-watched it yet, but I have seen the film. And it's I great. I'm going to watch it for the first time. I'm, I'm really gonna... excited to rewatch we're it. We're
0: going to watch that and we're going to discuss that here on the podcast next week. So if you want to be part of that conversation, watch it and let us know your thoughts. Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. I'll speak to you next week. Thanks See for you listening. Soon.
1: Bye. Bye.